going deep. I feel like Kalo on the Miami Heat. The words I speak off this sheet are like a three-peat. I don't just hop on a track. I bring running cleats. I'm a player for real, more than an athlete. Let my mama tell it. Could have ran for the Senate. Instead, I penned it for Donovan Bennett. I'm cemented. This a deep dive. In your headphones or a long drive. Up close and personal, just like you courtside. They ain't no out of bounds here. No offsides. We going live in one, two, three, four, five. You are now tuned in to Going Deep with Donovan Bennett. Thank you so much, Capital. And this is a topic that sadly is the exact reason that we have this show, this platform. And you certainly have heard about it, read about it, seen it already. But we're going to go deep on it today. And that is Ivan Provorov, the defenseman for the Philadelphia Flyers who refused to wear a Pride jersey during the team's warm-ups during Pride night last night in their game versus the Anaheim Ducks. Now, the Flyers won the game 5-2. Nobody's talking about that. Nobody seems to really care. And this is not unique, we should say, in sports. Last year, there were five Tampa Bay Rays players who drew lots of criticism and in some corners of the internet praise for refusing to wear rainbows on the uniform. So that's essentially what this pride jersey was. The, the numbers and the decals had rainbows on them. Was it team sanctioned? Apparently not. He refused to warm up, could have worn, I suppose, a different jersey and, and warmed up. Still played. Uh, Provorov is from Russia. He explained that it was his faith as to why he didn't want to wear the jersey. We'll hear from him in a second. He is uh, Russian Orthodox. I, it's not even that he didn't wear the warm-ups. That was the cause for concern and consternation on the internet it was the explanation by both team and player here is john tortorella talking to the media about his decision for pro rob to play last night he's being true to himself and to his religion this has to do with his belief in his religion and it's one thing i respect about pro he's always true to himself uh, and so that's that's where we're at with that. Um, was there any consideration on your part when he chose not to wear the jersey to not play him as a result? No, no. I'm not going to answer many more questions on it because I, I just think it's unfair. Uh, I know you're going to probably talk to Provy, but um, yeah, that, 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 I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. I, I think it was a great night in celebrating. Uh, organization is put out a, a statement and I'm not going to get too deep into the conversation. I mean, we didn't get deep into the conversation at all, John, and the organization did put out a statement. It didn't get deep either. It reads the Philadelphia Flyers organization is committed to inclusivity and is proud to support the LGBTQ plus community. Many of our players are active in the support of local LGBTQ plus organizations. And we were proud to host our annual pride night again this year. The Flyers will continue to be strong advocates for inclusivity and the LGBTQ plus community. They essentially strung three sentences together that had LGBTQ plus community in them. They didn't have one about Provorov or warm-ups or deciding to play. They didn't have one that addressed the scenario at all. They essentially lifted a paragraph from the PR statement telling media that there was going to be a Pride Night and put that out as a statement as to what the reaction to the world's reaction was. And it wasn't 
from team president, general manager, owner. It was from our good old friend, Flyers spokesperson, that nameless face, Flyers spokesperson. No follow-up questions for Flyers spokesperson. So let's hear from the man himself, Ivan Provorov. This is what he said to the media, as Tortorella alluded to, when he was asked about his decision not to partake in warm-up festivities. I respect everybody, and I respect everybody's choices. My choice is to stay true to myself and my religion. That's all I'm going to say. Ivan, did you have any concern that not participating in warm-ups did you not he- Did you not hear what I just said? Can, can you respect that? The word respect. Something that has to go both ways. I didn't hear a lot of respect for the media who were doing their job asking very simple questions with the the tone of his voice and really I suppose there wasn't much to say because there wasn't much more of a, a detailed thought other than I am staying true to myself and my beliefs and that was a common refrain. Tortorella said he respected Provorov so much for being true to himself. Provorov said he was being true to himself. The entire point of the Pride Night is to celebrate not other people's choices, who they are. That's what is missing. Pride Night is about celebrating who these people are authentically, not a choice that they made. And so the fact that he said he was respecting other people's choices let us further know that he needs more education on the topic. I feel bad. I feel bad for people like James Van Riemsdyk, who not only wore the uniform, but has been out in the community doing this work a lot. I, I feel bad for all of the allies around the league who, who wrap their sticks and, and who participate in, in pride parades and do the work because it all can be undone really quickly. I wish I was in that press room as Torts was asking desperately to move on and talk about anything else because he couldn't look more uncomfortable because I wanted the hypothetical. I had a minor in university. It was philosophy. And it's all about precedence. That's how you test everything. You test your beliefs based off precedent. We have a precedent. John Tortorella said when Colin Kaepernick was kneeling that that would not happen on his team, that a player would not play. Now, he has a son who is in the army and, and those are his military beliefs doesn't have a son that's black doesn't have a son that's gay so I wonder if he can walk us through the difference why one is different than the other why on a military appreciation night no players including Provorov had an issue wearing a uniform that essentially is a hockey version of a fatigue it's camouflage but on this night, we're going to make a special exception. Because I do not think, and, and we don't know, that Tortorella would be as lenient if a player said, well, I don't believe in war. That's, that's not true to my beliefs. I don't believe in the choice of going to war. Thus, I'm not wearing this military uniform. Would Tort say, you know what? I, I think that player is just true to their beliefs. I, I respect their choices. That's what's great about them. They know who they are. I, I doubt it. I, I doubt it. So here's where we are. And, and show I want to bring you into this conversation because I, I'm actually 
somewhat antithetical on this topic based on what I've seen online. Okay. I personally don't have an issue with Provorov not wearing the uniform and not warming up. What I don't want is for these nights to be watered down. And if you don't believe that MLK is someone to aspire to, and you don't believe that pride is something to celebrate, then don't put on the team issued t-shirt. Like what we want is to have clear lines as to who are allies and who aren't. So I don't actually have an issue with him being religious, believing what he believes and not wanting to partake. That's fine. It doesn't nobody any favors for him to begrudgingly put on a Jersey, but really in his heart feel differently. Now, granted, I'm not from the community, so it's really up to them as to how they feel and what they want. The other aspect that, I push back on is this was at some point an attack on religion. I, I consider myself religious. I did, many of my family are. I, I, I think you can be an ally and be religious at the same time. I, I don't, I think hiding behind and thus attacking religion is a cop out on both sides. Lots of the tweets that I saw were, were homophobic and there is no religion that says it's okay to be homophobic. So, I, I'm fully aware that he believes his religion says you should not put on that jersey. I'm also fully aware there are other Catholic and Christian players on that team who put on that jersey and skated around the ice and did it proudly. So I wasn't really comfortable with how binary the conversation became about, well, let's tear down religion because I don't think this is about that. I think this is an individual making an individual decision, and you can rationalize it however you want. And I think it's a group of individuals in this sport who have shown us time and time again, they don't know how to handle complex situations because they don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. So really no one makes a stand. So yes, hockey should be for everyone, but the is in the slogan is doing a lot of work because we're not there yet. So we need to have further conversation because the bar at this point is clearly set too high, but that's my take where, where, Am I missing perspective? Because you always provide it so well. Well, you know, it does remind me to a certain degree of a conversation we had not that long ago with the Tampa Bay Rays because the, I think it was on a similar Pride Night down in Florida and they had a they had similar jerseys. I think with the the Rays like the Stingray logo in the in the rainbow colors and so on. And I think there were a couple of bullpen pitchers who refused to wear it, and there wasn't really any action or anything like it was a story for a couple days but nothing really happened on behalf of major league baseball nothing really came of it and i it does, you talk about the idea that there's nothing will happen because feelings don't want to be hurt it does kind of feel like that's probably where we're going because you know like i i'm kind of on board with you in the sense that i have no issue with provorov saying I'm not participating in these activities. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing it. It's my right to refuse. I'm not doing it. That's his, I I agree with that 1000%. But the Flyers as a team, not even, I don't even think it's, I guess it should have been John Tortorella's decision, but the Flyers as an organization should have gone out and said, okay, that's your right. You're not playing. Staple him to the bench, make him inactive. Go sit in, go sit in the press box for a game. That's what should have happened. And it's not. And I think that, that happened of all nights on Pride Night does does do more damage to the idea of hockey is for everyone than anything else. Yeah, and I don't I don't personally know if I would go that far. We'll, we'll talk to Sid Sixero 
later who has some strong feelings about what should and shouldn't have happened. I just feel like any of this loses its meaning when we just paint with a broad brush and say, well, you have to do this. Well, then, well, then it's not a gesture if I'm forcing you to do it. it and so he is paid to play hockey. And if he's available to play hockey, to me, he should be able to play hockey. Now, does that change the questions that he has to answer after the fact? Does that change the corporate opportunities that they put in front of him? Certainly, because all decisions have consequences. But for me, it was an opportunity for the Flyers to stand up and say, listen, we're trying to build a coalition. Our organization believes X. One of our players believes Y. We hope to, with outreach, with counsel, with nights like this, get him to a place where we're, we're in the same place, or, or there's some shared understanding. But not to hide him in a corner and say, like, oh, well, you know, that's how he is, so we're just going to leave it alone. Well, it, it, I, don't, I don't think he, you know, should be taken to a, a, a town square and made an example of either. I think we just need to have more conversation. But that's what this show is for. That's my viewpoint, but in many ways it's based off of my experience. But it's important to bring others who have different experiences. So certainly we will do that on this show moving forward as this story continues to unfold. But let's spend some time right now, before we talk to Sid later in the show, talking to Curtis Gabriel. He was a member of the Flyers organization. He's now retired, but his work does not stop. He is an ally for the 2SLGBTQ plus community. He's, quite frankly, an ally for all equity-seeking groups. You may remember he was widely known for scoring a goal wearing pride tape and spreading the message that you can do two things at once, be a really competitive, fierce hockey player, and also have some greats has some empathy, bring more people under the tent that is hockey and sports. Let's catch up. Learn from and listen to Curtis Gabriel on Going Deep. Buddy, why can't we have nice things? I remember vividly walking in Pride Parade with you, documenting your story and everything that you've done to be an ally and with Pride Tape. And so as I saw my Twitter feed being taken over last night. I thought of you and the work that you've done um, and and many other people have done in in the game of hockey and thought how much of it um, would be undone uh, with this scenario in Philly, an organization that you know well. What was your reaction as you saw things unfold? I mean, unfortunately, it's not surprising. Uh, We know this is out there, right? Uh, When you immerse yourself in this issue and really society in general these days, we know that this exists. So not surprising. You could kind of predict exactly how it was going to play out. And, um, you know, the the typical people come out from both sides and uh, one's rooted in open hearts, uh, compassion, science, truth, uh, and the other is just rooted in delusion and, malice and um you know just being people being just really lost uh in 2023 and it's it's 
not surprising, but it's equally as shocking every time. So when you say not surprised, at what level? You know, from an individual player's choice to the reaction of the organization, reaction of the coach, what aspect of it didn't surprise you? History, man. History just repeats itself. And, uh, you know, it's, I feel like what's the definition of insanity is continuing to do the same thing and expect different results, right? So it's, there's always been, no matter what era you look at, there's been a group of people that are believing in things that aren't rooted in reality and science uh, and things that they live their everyday lives with. In 2023, we have people driving self, you know, having self-driving Teslas and they got all <laughs> different phones and they got, they got noise canceling AirPod Maxes. They got all these, they got, they go to the doctor and get medicine and they love accepting that science into their life. But, Oh, God forbid, pun intended that, uh, you know, we introduce something that it goes against what, an ancient book says, you know, and I have nothing against religion. I really don't. It's again, it's the people that are using it and radicalizing it. And um, that's why it's not surprising. We, we can clearly see that this is what people do. They, the scariest person is someone who believes they're in the right when they're doing something so hideously and insidiously wrong. Well, there was a lot in support, certainly uh, on social media and a lot of people were upset at what they saw and heard and read coming out of the Flyers organization. But lower in all of those mentions was a lot of homophobic slurs, not even hiding behind anything, just being outright, um, you know, disgusting. I, I know you were openly supportive and thus you have no choice but to see that stuff. When you do see it, how does it make you feel? Yeah, it's just, it's, um, I try to view it as like just lost human beings or people that aren't living right, but think they're living correctly, you know, um, even though, you know, that kind of anger and frustration for your good, loving friends that you have in your life and that comes up for them, but then you got to try to remember that you're the ally and try to push that down and then to see, you know, compassion, have compassion for these people that, um, are just, not living the best lives they could be and, and hurting people and, and trying to view it from that side. It's hard, but I just try to, I try to see them as people that are struggling. So if someone from an organization or league office calls you and says, man, this is a bad situation. What do we do? How do we avoid this? What would you say? What counsel would you give them? Is there anything structurally that can be done to avoid us having this conversation once again? Uh, I mean, it's such a complex issue when it comes down to it. It shouldn't be, but, you know, I've been reading stuff about how in the U S especially you can't, you know, uh, discipline an employee over religion, something like that. You know, I've been kind of looking into that. So I think it gets very, very brutal quick on that front. But I mean, from the people that I surround myself with and, and work on these issues with, um, they easily, I feel like they easily think that they could go in there and, and advise on these things. Um, I think we really got to stop having straight people, you know, decide what goes on in these instances. You know, what happens when your business is struggling? You bring in a business consultant, right? The more money you pay, the better person you find, the probably the better results you're going to get. You want to deal with these situations effectively and not have anything, you know, 
out of place. And as far as an organization standpoint, then you probably should hire people that work in the space and understand it and have lived it. You know, I, I don't understand why straight people continually think that they, they know these things inside out when they've never lived them. True. And you have been one to support and amplify the message uh, that many people that are part of the 2SLGBTQ plus community. But the other thing that you've been intentional about is showing support, showing that, you know, not everyone in the game holds those views, holds those beliefs. Why was that important to you? And, and what were you hoping to accomplish by speaking directly to some people who may have felt outside of the game that's supposed to be everyone when they saw what happened in Philly? Yeah, I think that's what we have to do as allies, just keep showing up. It's like, you know, um, Brock McGillis says, you know, nobody's born to be an activist and ally, but uh, we're all just figuring it out as we go and we make mistakes. But I think it's important that we just keep showing up. You know, we all have busy lives. We all have our own goals. But we need to take time out for each other as humans, especially the straight, cisgendered, privileged white people, especially need to take a little bit of time out. And that's what I see myself as. And um, try to make that time, try to show up, try to show that there are people that look exactly like the people that are hating on this community, you know, from every aspect other than when you speak to me, but I'm here, I'm, I see them. I have some of my best friends in my life are uh, part of the community and I'm here to, you know, help hold them up, help support them to this time, help them try to focus on the positive outpouring of support and not the negative, you know, talk to the youth that are going to be impacted the most, talk to the, try to send out a message that maybe reaches someone in some corner that's struggling with their sexuality or questioning how this affects them in the world and, and how they're viewed and, and just tell them that, you know, there's people that are with you that uh, support you that are fighting for you and want to see you live your best life. Just like the rest of us do life's hard enough as it is. For us straight white cisgender people, but we don't have <clears throat> we don't have the extra multiple layers of intersectionality that weigh down on us and make life that much harder. It's already hard enough as it is. We need to alleviate suffering. I mean, it's the, the highest life a human can live is to alleviate other suffering. Well, you do always show up and you do always spread a positive message, which is why. I appreciate what you do. Love following you, and uh, I appreciate you providing context so that we all can learn a little bit from what you've done in the space and what you've been able to learn from others. Thanks so much, pal. Appreciate you. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for the time. Thanks again to Curtis Gabriel, the NHL and AHL alum, now part owner of Healthy Ints Inc. He is part of the Alphabet Sports Collective. You can follow him on Twitter at Curtis Gabriel is the handle. So you heard what Curtis had to say anything stick out to you? I think ultimately when he talks about being an ally, because that's what you and I are, for example, we're both allies. We're not part of the community. That's the, one of the most important things you can do on days like today. And, and you said earlier, when we listened to the, the Provorov audio, we, uh, we heard that from his comments post game. And the, I think to, to wrap up on this, cause I know we get to get, get to Sid and Sid's going to have some, uh, <laughs> some interesting thoughts, I'm sure as he always does, but I think uh, like the word respect, you mentioned it was thrown around a lot. And I think for me, ultimately, and Curtis talked about the idea of respect, and we all have our different 
definitions of what that word means. And I think for me, if I believed what Provorov was saying when he said, I respect everyone, I respect their beliefs, please respect mine, then I think he he would have, if he respected everyone, he would have participated in the Pride Night warm-ups and so on. Because it's not it's not as though they were wearing the jerseys for the game and so on itself. So I just I think the the word respect means so it can mean so many different things to so many different people. And obviously it means something very different for him, this hockey player than it does for like Curtis, than it does for you, than it does for me, for Lance. And I'm sure for Sid as well, we all have very slightly definitions of that word. So I I am curious to see what the follow-up will be. Like I, if the flyers, like I'll ask you if the flyers in the next week, see what happens on on social media and see the, the response by a, a number of different communities and they then decide to do what you're talking about, right? Do outreach programs and say, we're, we're going to provide, you know, we're going to donate to these causes and we're going to be supportive of causes X, Y, and Z that are, you know, wh- however many are in, in, in relation to the LGBTQ plus community. Would that like, would that be enough? I wonder, or is that like, I mean, obviously it's just the beginning, but I mean, where, like, how, where do you go from here? I guess. Well, I mean, it would be very NHL organization to, you know, Put your finger up in the wind, see which way it's blowing. Yeah. Whether a it's court of public opinion, certainly whether it's players who've been signed in the past to handle this situation. The problem, though, is in this case, the head of the snake, John Tomorello is not getting in front of a bunch of microphones saying, "My bad." Yeah, we got this one wrong. That's not happening. No. So I don't really know how you reconcile it because. The way the organization spoke about it and handled it, to me, is part of the problem. It's not like you can just discipline a player. Like the, the entire thing, again, for an organization that was so progressive on this issue, that's why I think it's also even more disappointing. In the end of the day, for me, I'm not Russian Orthodox. Any understanding I have of religion is, you know, love thy neighbor like yourself. He who hasn't sinned, you know, cast the first stone. So, you know, in in general, if if we kind of keep that at the forefront of our mind, we'd be in a real good spot. I'm really interested to see what, if anything, the league has to say about it as these things continue to trickle out. We'll continue to cover it. And we'll continue to talk about it in this space. We'll talk to Sid. I'm sure he's opinionated. Stay with us. My name is Lucille Bryan. I'm Clifton Bryan. My grandson is a show. And I'm so happy that you are listening to Gondi with Donovan Bennett. I'm so glad that he had a show. Thank you. On this show, we update you in real time. We talked about statements or lack thereof in relation to the Provorov and Philadelphia Flyers situation. This from Bill Daly is the NHL statement. Hockey's for Everyone is the umbrella initiative under which the league encourages clubs to celebrate the diversity that exists in their respective markets and to work to achieve more welcoming and inclusive environments for all fans. Clubs decide whom to celebrate, when and how, with league counsel and support. 
Players are free to decide which initiatives to support, and we continue to encourage their voices and perspectives on social and cultural issues. Somewhat self-evident. Don't expect to hear much on this matter. We will hear from Sid Sixero on it, who always speaks from the heart and always has a strong opinion. But I'm most curious, Sydney. thank you for joining us after waking up with Canada once again this morning. I'm curious if you were surprised. Talked to Kirk Gabriel earlier, and he wasn't. In some ways, I was, but maybe that's my fault. Were you? Um, good morning, Donovan. Forgive me, I got caught in the car. Uh, this is a bit too important of a conversation to be in a car, so I apologize. Hopefully you can hear me okay. Sound great. Um, can you do me a favor? I missed this statement from Daly. Yeah. I'll can you repeat for, you. for me one more <clears throat> time what, he, what the statement says, please? Coming down in three, two, one. Hockey's for Everyone is the umbrella initiative under which the league encourages clubs to celebrate the diversity that exists in their respective markets and to work to achieve more welcoming and inclusive environments for all fans. Clubs decide whom to celebrate, when and how, with league council and support. Players are free to decide which initiatives to support, and we continue to encourage their voices and perspectives on social and cultural issues. What say you? That is, uh, that is a massive miss by the National Hockey League. One I'm not surprised on, and, and I, I do like your theme of what surprised you and what didn't, because it goes back and forth for me all, all morning on this story. That statement I'm not surprised with because lawyers wrote it, lawyers okayed it, lawyers wanted that message out. But the, innately, the National Hockey League's problem is the title of the initiative that they are trying to accomplish. So for someone who was in Philadelphia last night, who was gay, and who loves deeply the sport of hockey. As they're celebrating hockey is for everyone, they now are well aware, well aware, there is someone wearing their own team's colors who doesn't agree with that. Your own team. Think about that. Think about that. You love the Flyers. As misguided as that is, you love the Philadelphia Flyers. And there was someone on the roster, and there was a coach afterwards. And I don't care how Tortorella walks that back today. He may have already tried, and I missed it. Forgive me if I did. That are sending you a completely different message. That statement from the National Hockey League was typically, in terms of the NHL, not enough. And they either need to stop acting like they have a clue what this initiative actually is and, and, and go back to the drawing board and do it correctly so people actually feel like the, like the world of hockey is an inclusive community. Or if they keep leaving this up to teams' devices, there are certain teams that are going to make the entire initiative look really, really bad. The Philadelphia Flyers, were that was a circus last night. I'm sorry. That was an absolute circus last night. 
on an evening that should have been a really happy evening. The NHL have gone to great lengths to let everyone know that hockey is for everyone. It's all over their website. How do you let that happen? Now, I can't, I can, you can only imagine what my timeline's been like tonight. Because we had a few things to say on it this morning on breakfast television. But I just don't understand how the NHL is telling me they care if they let that go. No fine, no internal discipline, nothing. A statement reinforcing the fact that they have an initiative called Hockey is for Everyone that any player or coach, if they feel like it, eh, they don't need to abide by it or follow it or respect it or pay it any mind. No one reacts worse to anything than the National Hockey League. No one. No one. But to be fair to the National Hockey League, the Tampa Bay Rays, last year, five players, didn't want really any part in their pride night. Nothing happened to them. Nothing happened to them. I'm trying, I, looked, I looked hard today online. There was no discipline. But here, here's my thing. This is why, this is why, this entire conversation is why organizations don't want to have pride nights in the first place or nights like this in the first place. So they don't want to invite this conversation. And we are not going to anytime soon, if ever, get to a place where 23 people on a hockey team all believe the same thing or think the same thing to support is important. We're not going to get to a place where 53 people on a football team all believe the same thing or think the same thing to support is important. So what do we do in the interim? Because to me, I, haven't, I don't care that Ivan Provorov doesn't want to wear that jersey for a couple laps around the ice. And it doesn't bother me. I don't think it helps anybody if he like grins and bears it and wears it, but under his breath, he's cursing the entire scenario. It's one thing if he's actively using homophobic language at players, so on and so forth. That, that's different. But I'm not sure how, as a league, you force feed these initiatives... But at the same time, you, you police them. They're, they're, they're kind of stuck in the air, you know, holding the ball, looking to, to, to pass it somewhere. So what's, so, what's the, so what's the end result of that? You just don't do it? No, I'm not saying you don't I'm not saying you don't do like, it. But, but if, if, you, if you fine or suspend him, you, you are looking at long litigation and a talking point for a side of the aisle. And I, and I don't think the NHL is interested in either of those things either. No, but I, and listen, I don't disagree with you in terms of the individual, but I think as a team, I think if you're the Philadelphia Flyers and you are a part of a national hockey league, an organization that one would assume takes diversity seriously, the onus is on you to make sure this isn't a fiasco. And that's not what I saw last night. This is the number one trend in Canada. This is one of the top trends in the States. This has everyone talking. The Philadelphia Flyers have to figure out a way where they can, they can still celebrate this and avoid this type of backlash. John Tortorella made zero effort, zero effort 
to calm this story down. Zero. And if you're not going to, if you're going to go out there and have that type of attitude, that's your choice. Well, no, no, he, he made an effort. It wasn't a smart one. What effort? He, he, there was no he, effort. He wanted, to, he wanted to talk about anything but this. That was his effort. He took the two questions, supported his player because that's what you do in the culture, and tried to move the conversation along. That was the effort. It wasn't wise. It wasn't prudent. But he, he made an he made a, a effort, a terrible effort. It was a terrible effort. Terrible effort. All right, so there was, there was, there was an effort, which is not a good one. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I, I, I just, I find it, look, we're at an obvious spot here. People obviously know the game of hockey has major, major, major issues. I'm not breaking any news here. With diversity, with how women are treated, just because you change the board of directors at Hockey Canada doesn't mean anything. This culture was so deep, the roots have been in the ground for 50 years. So, look, I'm not naive enough to think you can just say hockey is for everyone is tonight. Come to a game in Philadelphia and everything's fine. I'm not stupid. And people in the LGBTQS plus community are not stupid. But, like, my feeling is, like, you can't even, like, if you're, the, if you're in the National Hockey League and Gary Bettman in New York and you're seeing what's happening today, like, you feel like you can't trust an organization with this. See, the fascinating and thing... The, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was, the only thing I was going to say is the fascinating thing for me is I am from the school of keep the same energy you. And so if there was a holiday yeah. sweater that a Muslim player did not want to wear, or if there was a law enforcement initiative that a black player didn't want to be a part of, or if there was a, a military appreciation uniform, which exists, that any player didn't want to wear, what would the response be from coach, from organization, from league? And I, I, I might yep. be cynical. I don't think it would be the same. So as much no, as I'm saying they're, they are in a, in a very difficult spot, I do think that, you know, at times people pick and choose when they want to draw a line around things. I'm with you. I've seen John Tortorella draw lines. We've seen it. He walked it back in terms of sitting down during American National Anthems about seven years ago. But I've seen him draw a line. I've seen him be passionate about something. That's what, like, that's one of the things, Donovan, that bothered me the most last night. It was, well, that's that's his that's his religion. What? What? That's his religion. People seven years ago are screaming about racial injustice before George Floyd, and John Tortorella's not. I didn't hear anything about. Well, that's what they firmly believe back then. I didn't hear any of that. I heard if you if you sit for the anthem, you sit for the game. That's what I heard. What you just mentioned is the root of my issue. Energy. Energy. If it were military night and a, hockey, a National Hockey League player for religious or political reasons was like, I'm not wearing that shirt in pregame, 
can you imagine? Can you imagine? The hypocrisy in this is not, I was going to say stunning, that's not accurate, is infuriating. I'm not stunned by it. I'm infuriated by it. Because hockey isn't for everyone. Only, only an idiot believes that watching that last night. The work that still has to be done in this game to make people of every walk of life feel like they belong. I'll go back to that fan in Philly last night. Regardless of age, regardless of, how old, regardless of where they're from in the Philly area, to essentially be told on, on, on that evening, on hockey is for every one night. There are players on your team. There, are, there is a coach on your team who's like, ah, not for me. Not for me. I can't get past that. I can't get past that. I'm sorry. And I'm sure that I'm sure they were paying customers, possibly season ticket holders, who were told last night on hockey is for every one night. Nope. I'm not with you, but thanks for the money. What kind of garbage is that? This is not okay. That statement from Bill Daly was not okay. This is not okay. And I'm with you on finding Provorov. I get it. I get it. And the, the free speech people come out. I get it. I get it. The team has to be held accountable for how that played out last night. Because that was a joke. It offended a lot of people on a night which is about not offending and about opening the tent and inclusivity. For the love of God, how difficult is that? People just love hockey. Can they not just enjoy hockey? And not have this average NHL franchise screw it up? Couldn't happen. Nope. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. And that statement from the NHL is weak. Weak. I was expecting nothing less. Nothing less. That was a weak statement. And I'm starting to think it ends here. Which stuns me, but doesn't stun me. What ends here? Like, this story. Maybe Torch walks it back in an off, on an off-day skate today. I don't know what the, the Flyers' media veil is like. The NHL put out their statement. Torch said what he had to say. Grover said what he wanted to say. That statement from the NHL tells me this story is going no further. No further. Well, that was actually that was actually my last, my, my last question for you. Because you generally have a sense of you know, where these things are going and if they will have legs. And I thought to myself, this will be used. I mean, it was being used uh, by many different sides of various aisles uh, online. But I thought to myself, this will be used politically if... His last name didn't end in Av. If this wasn't a Russian player, there are many politicians that would want to use this and make a martyr out of him. But that, that doesn't really fit well with, with some narratives. And so uh, I, I, I'm interested to see if the hockey community keeps the conversation. Because I, I will say one thing, and I've been critical um, of, of you know, the hockey community in the past for being silent on things. Hockey beat reporters were far from silent last night. And so we'll, we'll see if uh, the conversation continues to be pushed in the, in the coming uh, days. 
I, I listen. I would like to think it would be. I think on shows like yours, on some of the more influential podcasts out there, we know who they are. I'm interested to see where this goes. But that statement from the league that you read twice on air would indicate to me the National Hockey League have no appetite for this at all. At all. And based on their history, I'm not surprised. So if I'm not, not I'm not naive in thinking there's going to be like I'd find the hell out of the team. That's one thing I'd do. Bad PR is bad PR. I think you could find the team, but past that, doesn't sound like the NHL's even going down that road. So, um, that's quite something. That's quite something. And all like I'm the only thing left to do is to have some of the most important hockey people in North America have a good go at this. And I'm waiting to see who's going to have a go or not. I don't work for that league. I'll say what I want. We'll see where else, we'll, see, we'll see what else comes out of this. Because I'm pissed off at that last night. That's a joke. That's a joke. How Philadelphia hockey fans, so, some of which came out for a very big night for them, an extremely important night for them. And that's the story. That's what you're left with. That's what you walk away with. That's what's trending. That's what's that's what people are talking about. That's what they're left with. You got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me with that. But that's fine, NHL. Put out your two paragraph statement. Everything's fine. That's fine. That's leadership with a capital L. <laughs> you said the statement was written by lawyers. And I think lawyers will tell you we, we can't find the team. What exactly are we finding them for? You can find them for embarrassment. You can find them for a lack of PR sense. You can find, the NHL, no Gary Bettman can do whatever he wants. Gary, Gary Bettman's playing hockey out of, out, of, out of a college right now. Sid, Sid. He can do whatever he wants. Sid, Sid. Again, well, let's look at precedent. The, the league struggled to condemn the Chicago Blackhawks. And what happened there? So you're you, not wrong. You, you, you think they're, they're, they're going to find the Philadelphia Flyers about this? I, 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 don't, I don't see it. I don't know what, what grounds it would be. You might have some, like, strongly worded emails, but I don't, I don't really know, like, what is, what is the thing you're fighting them for? Having the audacity to put torts in front of live for being microphones idiots. without giving him being better idiots. talking points? For being, for being an idiot. Well, Sid, there's a long list. You better get the accountant ready because yep. you're going well, to be finding a lot of people. Very short. My attention is very short. I want to go with the first idiot I can remember. And it's them. I just can't believe this is. There's no repercussions for this. None. They've blown up this initiative. It's an amazing initiative. Now, like, what are you? What's going to happen next? You think that's the only player that now wants to just completely remove themselves from this? Are we not naive? Uh, they got some. They got some issues there, man. They got some serious issues. They got to figure out. I don't know what the rest of the NHL schedule schedule looks like. Forgive me offhand. I don't know when the future hockey is for everyone night is going to happen in this league and where. But there's going to be a lot of eyes on it. That I can guarantee you. Man, I'm just shaking. I'm sitting here in my car, shaking my head, dude. Like I'm just I'm I've been shaking my head for the last 25 minutes. And I just I just I just hope the fans in Philly got better than that last night, especially those from from the LGBTQ plus community who love this game. And genuinely believe the phrase hockey is for everyone. I don't know if they believe that. I don't know if they believe that. And that's why I'm pissed. 
Yeah, I, I've, I'm upset for guys like JVR and Scott Lawton and Curtis Gabriel and Brock Gillis and all, all the people who have been – Kyle Dubas, all the people who have been doing the work in the sport – you know, you're you're literally pushing a boulder uphill, and as much as you make advancements, it quickly can be undone by individual or, in the case of you know this franchise, collective decisions uh, that are made. I, I felt the same way. It's certainly a different topic, but I felt the same way when the Bruins showed a lack of awareness. Um, you know, the, the the New Jersey Devils before them, the Arizona Coyotes before them. We we could name the the teams. Uh, I appreciate you. Uh, joining us. Uh, make sure you make that turn safely, as I hear your indicator on, Sid. Uh, uh, thanks for joining, pal. <laughs> I should, I'm a rookie. I should turn that off. Yeah, Love no, you, man. Take no, care. Uh, and, and you take care as well. Thank you uh, for listening. Uh, this was not a fun conversation, but it's an important one. We'll continue it. Take care.